Basketball is back as the Pelicans take on the Orlando Magic in the Smoothie King Center tonight. So how do we evaluate a preseason game? What am I looking for? What should you be watching for closely? I'll break it all down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, Nola Jake on Twitter here with y'all on a game day. It's been a while since I said those words since April. This is really nice. This is really fun. I'm excited to be here. I hope y'all are as well. Home opener, only preseason game for the Pelicans actually here in the Smoothie King Centers. They take on the Orlando Magic tonight. So we'll break down what I'm watching for, what I think you should be watching for, the big questions we have about this team going in to the first real live action we've seen of them this year. Open practice was cool. Training camp's cool. Now you're playing against actual opponents. This is where the season truly starts. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, the number one Pelicans podcast. And if you want to support the channel, tell a friend about the show, subscribe and become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. This is a pivotal season. There's a lot to talk about. It's going to be a really interesting year. New offense, Zion coming back healthy. Extensions for guys on the horizon, trades to be had. Is the defense going to remain good? I go on and on and on. In fact, I do five days a week, every week. So become an everydayer. Never miss an episode. And for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Saints podcast. Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold for you. So today's episode, by the way, I should also mention that, is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So let's start with this. We're going to see real life basketball. Super, super cool. But does it matter Right? You've heard me talk about Summer League if you're an everyday or a longtime listener of the show. You know, how much do you make of kind of a glorified exhibition game? That's what this is. Preseason is not regular season. You're not going to see a full rotation of minutes going to a number of these guys. How do you try and evaluate things, right? So first and foremost with that, don't focus too much on individual stats. If guys have an off game, it's totally fine. If guys that aren't good go out and put up 40, I doubt anyone's going to do that in a preseason game because no one needs to play that much in a preseason game. You don't freak out and think that they're going to be really good. They might be playing against backups. They might be playing against just training camp invitees who aren't going to be on an NBA roster next season. Context around all, all of this really matters. And it basically means a lot of the stats are kind of meaningless, I think. What you're kind of looking for more are not results, but process and does the process appear to be working and that's kind of what is going to be a lot of the theme here of 
how we evaluate a preseason game and what I'm looking for. It's kind of the thought process of the coaches, the thought process of the franchise, the process of the offense, of the defense, of the rotation. All of those things are what we're trying to evaluate. So let's start with the big three. Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Willie Green has said, my first question is already answered, was like, how many minutes are they going to play? They're going to play 20 minutes or less, all of them. And what I want to know is, are they going to play those lineups together or are they going to be staggered? You know, what Willie Green has done in the past is stagger those three guys a lot. So one or two of them are always on the court, but it might just make sense to play those guys together a little bit more often. And you have enough minutes and it's three instead of two of them to be able to stagger them later. So are they going to play those 20 minutes together or is there going to be a bit of a staggered rotation because of injuries? And it does feel like they need that run together. 10, 12 games last year is basically what it was. I want to see them get out there and just build that chemistry. You know, I'm going to do a show maybe tomorrow on like the importance of a fast start for the Pelicans. We talked a little about it in yesterday's show too, because if they get off to a rough start, if they're 500 at the trade deadline or below it, do they start selling off pieces? Do they get cheap and avoid the luxury tax? That's not an ideal situation. So winning games early and having, you know, being above 500, having a winning record probably convinces ownership a little bit more when a decision has to be made of what to do. And maybe that's adding pieces and trying to make a deeper postseason run. So these guys all need to look sharp. And I expect this will change as preseason goes on. They're playing 20 minutes in this game. By game four, five, do they need to be playing more minutes? Certainly Zion, who hasn't played competitive basketball in 2023 at all, feels like you should give him as many minutes as possible. They're not going to do that because it's preseason and, you you know, you've got to value that risk versus reward, risk versus reps. And with Zion, you know, until proven otherwise, there is some high risk. But that's something that I'm keeping an eye on. Are they just all going to play together or are you going to see them threaded in more with other guys? I'd like to see the majority of these 20 minutes or so be with all three of them out there on the court. And then how are they being used? Is it Brandon Ingram as the point guard with the ball? I did a whole show on that right after media day. It was the first place you could read it or see anything about it. And... How do they use Zion off ball? Is it off of cuts? Is it as a screener in the pick and roll? Those are the things that I'm going to be looking at. One of the things I'm going to try and informally do, and it's tough because I'm going to be there, is tracking the number of pick and rolls that Zion runs in this game compared to what he's done in the past. Do they use him off ball as a cutter? Do they use him as a ball handler? What's his usage just going to look like? You know, I had a Locked On Pelicans insider message me and say they're a little bit worried about B.I. holding the ball because could that minimize what Zion does? Would he then be taking 12 shots per game instead of the 16 that he's averaged? It's a fair question to ask, I think. If this lowers his usage rate, he's, he's the most efficient scorer on the team. I think this will all play out fine. There's plenty of ball. There's plenty of minutes to go around and plenty of shots. But I'm going to be curious to see kind of what the flow of that looks like. You know, do they really mainly just give the ball to B.I.? Does C.J. then work off ball? Does he look more effective off ball? You know, when he has the ball in his hands, is he trying to drive and attack or is he looking to create for others more? I want to see how all of these guys are kind of playing off of each other. I think they can all work. I know 
that uh, Zion and B.I. can work. C.J. in there is a little bit different, but I mean, he works well off ball with those two guys. He works well off ball really with anybody. But the Pelicans have said they don't know what they have. This is the first time we're really going to be able to evaluate it. So those 20 minutes that these guys are going to play probably should be together. And it's really going to, it's not really going to matter, but there's an importance placed on that, I think. So coming up next, what about other players and their usage, including the big man rotation, Jonas Valanciunas. We talked a lot about pace and how maybe he's an odd man out. I want to talk about his role in small ball coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected, like hurricane season here in South Louisiana. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. If you're evacuating, your doctor, your physician is likely evacuating as well. If you're in an unknown area, maybe you don't even have cell service. Can you get a prescription? Can you get what you need? It's probably not worth taking that risk. And so Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. And Jace Medical is simple. They're going to handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Throw a Jace case in your hurricane evacuation kit. And you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the Locked On code at checkout. Locked On. Check it out at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday for y'all, the number one Pelicans podcast. Every day, I think we'll look at how important it is for the Pelicans to get off to a fast start this season. I think that'll be tomorrow's show. We're going to have more coming for you. Well, tomorrow's show, sorry, is going to be recapping this and answering the questions Thursday show, we can look at the importance of the fast start. And then what we're probably going to do is just since Thursday is an away game, go live immediately after the game on the Lockdown Pelicans YouTube page. And I'm just going to do the show live and we can answer your questions. So it'll just be a later live show. So if you want to come hang out, ask some questions, talk about what we saw, that's what we're going to do. And that'll be the Friday show. So if you're an everyday, you got a fun week of shows ahead for y'all. And if you want to get in on the conversation with me, join the Locked On Pelicans Insiders Group subtext. The link is down below. The only way you can text me, you can DM me on Twitter. It doesn't like show up half the time. I like to respond to y'all. I like talking hoops. I like talking hoops with you. I'm going to put inside info in there when I hear things. It's just the easy way to kind of interact with me more on a daily basis if you want. If you don't, that's okay. The show's still free in five days a week for y'all. This is $4.99 a month, but you get a 14-day free trial. Come in, give it a shot, ask your questions, say hi, chat it up with me. It's going to be a fun season, so I'm looking forward to interacting with y'all even more. So let's get back to talking about preseason. Player usage is the like bullet point I have on this. And Jonas Valanciunas is a big one. He's a bit of an odd man out. And again, it's not because he's a bad player. He's a bruiser, right? He's got that dog in him in a way that not everyone on this team has. He's also reliable. Played 79 games last year. Really wanted to play all 82. That's a useful guy to have when, look, frankly, a lot of other players on this team aren't the most reliable when it comes to health and all of that. So having Jonas Valanciunas and his willingness to go out there and just do the work is a really important thing, I think. But the fit isn't quite there. So how do they use him more? How do they make him fit in more? 
Willie Green talked about decreasing his post-ups and having him work off-ball more. James Borrego coming in to kind of revamp and tweak the offense. They didn't use the word revamp at media day. Instead, it was only going to be small changes. But it feels like there's going to be more than that. You know, do they have him off ball? Do they have him working in the pick and roll as a screen setter and a roll man? Do they use him in dribble handoff actions or things like that? He's not a bad passer. Can you have him operate out of the high post without slowing down your offense tremendously? I'm going to be really curious. Do they try and get him out in transition and have him run? Or does he kind of work as a trailing man to nail open three pointers? Because we've seen him do that before as well. There's a way to f- integrate him into this team and kind of find the right balance of his natural skill set and what you're trying to do on offense where while he's not the fastest, most mobile player, you can get by because his natural talent ends up winning out. Or, and I think they're going to go with this anyway because of the minute stuff, you know, do you see a lot of small ball lineups? They've talked about Zion at the five. Will we see something like that? Herb Jones at the five. Will we see something like that? What about EJ Liddell? Where does Cody Zeller fit in, right? Does EJ Liddell kind of fill the Larry Nance Jr. role right now? You know, how often are they running a small ball lineup, which is basically when you're not going to have Valanchunas or Cody Zeller on the court? And what are you doing and how does the offense work without said guy on the court? Show me what the small ball lineup is going to look like because I do have some big time long term concerns about that and if it's actually going to work do those lineups rebound show me show me please i would like to see that and it would be great if they did you know other things when it comes to the offense is what's it look like with say a reserve unit you know if you're gonna have brandon ingram be your point guard running the offense doing all that you kind of you need to have another guy that's going to do that particularly when you go with a bench unit And in particular, if they want to run Zion, B.I., and C.J. together a little bit more than they have in the past. And I think that they do at least want to do that a little bit. But you're not going to have Brandon Ingram out there on the court at all times. So you need someone to kind of take up that role. Is it C.J.? Is it Zion? But also, is it a guy like Dyson Daniels? You know, where does he fit in? Does he play the B.I. role with the second unit? You know, do they put a lot of other movement pieces around that? You know, we'll talk about Kyra Lewis Jr., uh, Jordan Hawkins, EJ Liddell, Darian Sebron, and all of that in the next segment. But these are some of the questions that I have when it comes to the team here. You know, is that movement going to carry over? Willie Green has talked about building an offensive identity that persists when no, no matter who you have out there on the court. You know, he, he, he likened it to what they do defensively, which is switch on the perimeter and don't let guys into the paint, thus giving you fewer paint points and a less of a need for rim protection when your defense just doesn't allow people in there. And their defense successfully was good at that last year. They can do that, it feels like, with almost anyone out there on the court. You have the sixth best defense last year for a reason, despite how many injuries and how many different guys playing. They're trying to build that on offense, too. You know, that's why I think you're getting away from the point Zion offense, right? There's only one guy that can kind of do that, and it's isolation style, and it's Zion. That doesn't work when Zion's not out there on the court, and that's one of the reasons why their offense really struggled last season until B.I. basically assumed that role over the final 12 games or so where he averaged almost 30 points per game, eight assists, shooting very well. So if you're trying to kind of build a more sustainable offense, right, 
Let's see it. This is the first opportunity to. What's it look like? Does it have kind of a guy running point guard? Do you need another point guard on this roster? Is it Jose? Is it Dyson Daniels? Is it CJ? That's what I'm going to be kind of curious about. When when the starters come out, you know, when Zion, BI, CJ aren't in there, or say two of them are gone, how much does things change? If it doesn't at all in terms of like the basic action and kind of the general philosophy of the offense, that probably means they're on the right track to figuring out what that offensive identity is. And I like that because I agree that needs to happen. So that's one of the big things that I'm really looking for. And I do think when I say big things, no pun intended, but maybe, maybe I subconsciously meant to put that in there. It really also does factor around the big men with everything, particularly Jonas Valanciunas. But I'm excited to see a guy like EJ Liddell get some really competitive minutes in this one, hopefully. And speaking of minutes... Who else gets them and who gets these minutes, I think, are going to be really telling as well. And this is maybe one of the things that I am absolutely most intrigued about. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. No one else comes to y'all like this. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Become an everydayer as well. Listen Monday through Friday if you really want to support the channel. Tell a friend about the show. I have friends and I love them all to death. They ask me some questions that are like, come on, come on. You've had a friend ask you if the Pelicans should sign Dwight Howard. You know you have. We've done a show saying, don't sign Dwight Howard. Get him listening to Locked On Pelicans. Maybe it cuts out annoying text messages from, from your friends. That's probably the weirdest promo that I could cut for my show here, but I'm going to stick with that one today. Maybe it's just preseason for me as well in the promo department. Any Anyway, let's just move on. Um, I'm laughing at myself and how bad that all was, so I hope you're all laughing a little bit too. So, Here's the thing that's going to be really intriguing to me. And it's a little tough to read too much into this right now. I'm going to admit it because you don't have Trey Murphy. You don't have Larry Nance Jr. You don't have Jose Alvarado. So arguably the the three guys who are going to get the most minutes off the bench, at least to start the year with. Trey for sure. Larry Nance Jr. has got to be number two if it's not Trey, right? And Jose, we'll, we'll see in the future with that, but he's right in the mix right now. He was even talking about how he wants to win six man of the year, so he figures he's going to have a big role. But that leaves you with maybe like two or three other guys that are going to get rotation minutes during the regular season. One of them maybe is Cody Zeller, maybe. But where's a guy like, you know, and I, I think they want to give a shot to Dyson Daniels big time. So that leaves guys like Kyra Lewis Jr. and Jordan Hawkins out of the rotation, Right. When you're planning out your regular season rotation, even if you don't have your full complement of guys in this, you're going to prioritize giving these minutes, these reps to guys that are going to be in the rotation, right? You're going to kind of go by the hierarchy, the pecking order, it feels like a little bit when it comes to all of this. So where, where are Najee's minutes coming from? Does he get more than Kyra Lewis Jr. or Jordan Hawkins or EJ Liddell? If one of those guys plays more minutes than the other, is that kind of a sign of who's going to be in the rotation or not? If Jordan Hawkins is getting minutes over Kyra Lewis Jr. and keep an eye on that in this game, I'm wondering if that means that Kyra Lewis Jr. maybe just really isn't in the rotation for the Pelicans this year. And that opens up a whole other thing, right? 
former first round pick, you know, is the guy that's kind of in a sense putting him into the luxury tax right now. They want to try and move him. You know, is it better to play him and find a spot in the rotation for him to try and create some value for him and see if you can move him at the trade deadline and let the sort it all out? Or, or is it better to develop the guys that you feel are long term on your team? That's going to be a Jordan Hawkins, an EJ Liddell. So these minutes don't read too much into it, but we're definitely going to do just that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans and go, okay, Kyra didn't play. Jordan Hawkins did. That kind of tells us something, right? Or Kyra Lewis Jr. played. Jordan Hawkins didn't. What does that tell us? There's ways to read all of that. And I think that's going to be really important when it comes to trying to evaluate this team and what to expect at the start of the year. This will also change as preseason goes on and maybe you refine the rotation a little bit. You know, this game, they're also going to play a lot of other guys too. A lot of the training camp bodies, I think you'll see get action out there and everything. There's Darion Sebron, who's on a two-way, right? You know, you have Kaiser Gates, a good three-point shooter that they brought in to add some court spacing, shot 55% or whatever it was from three last year in the G League. They want to add him into the mix with everything. You know, does a guy like Landers Nolly try and get minutes? Uh, is there someone else that's maybe fighting for one of those two-way deals? You know, or is it just kind of maybe being reserved for Liam Robbins, who's not going to be playing in this one? I think those are all of the things that we should be keeping an eye on. And who gets those minutes is important. Look, if you don't think Kyra is part of your future, give all of these minutes to Jordan Hawkins because they're not going to get minutes in the regular season. Get him some run now. I think that's an important thing is don't forget about some player development because maybe that stifled Kyra Lewis Jr. a little bit. And he's still fast. He's a kind of type of guard that quick guards and get to the rim, even if he doesn't finish particularly well around the rim, that this team doesn't have. He shot decently well from three. Is it worth giving him that opportunity? I think these are all of the things that I'm kind of curious about. And this is where it goes back to process, what I was talking about in the beginning of the show. What are they looking to prioritize? Is it development? Is it win now? It might be win now. They need to get off to a good start. We're going to do a whole show about that. So maybe you play those guys that are going to help you get off to a a good start now. I get it. But at least it gives us insight to this team, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain into their thought process, their mentality, their thinking. And that's what I why I'm so excited about when it comes to this. And the final thing when it comes to preseason, and I should have opened with this. I actually had this in my notes. I don't know why I didn't say it earlier. Number one thing for you to do when you watch this game tonight, have fun, just be happy. It sounds cheesy. I'm smiling. I get it. But it's nice to see real basketball out there on the court. It's going to be cool seeing Zion Williamson in a Pelicans uniform doing Zion Williamson things. It's going to be awesome to see that full starting lineup out there on the court, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, because we haven't seen that since December of 2022. So enjoy yourself. It's preseason. Don't take it too seriously. If a guy struggles, if someone pops off, let them have their moment. They're still not going to really change their outlook, their fortunes that much here. Look for the processes. Don't worry too much about the stats. And of course, listen to Locked On Pelicans tomorrow so that we can kind of tell you what you need to know from the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be there in the Smoothie King Center running around. If you see me, please say hi. It was fun to talk to everybody at the open practice. I enjoyed that 
tremendously. I just love basketball. I think you might too as well. So tell your friends about the show. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast because this is the Locked On Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'm back with y'all tomorrow to recap the game. Oh, it feels so good to say that because we haven't said that in a while. See y'all on uh, Wednesday.